Uh-uh. Mans are live. Welcome back, everyone. Pure finesse coming back at you with the weekly recap of day later because it was just too hot to handle for a Saturday because the biggest sports industry, I'll say, in North America, the National Football League, is now just one week away from the first Sunday of week one. And Saturday brought the 53-man roster cut. And a lot of stuff happened, if you ask anybody that's following NFL. Jags are in full tank mode for Mr. Trevor Lawrence, yep. a.k.a. Prince Charming of the Shrek franchise. They've cut ties with Pro Bowl running back Leonard Fournette, which was a very shocking move to everybody's chagrin. He's now going to be staying in state to Tampa Bay. So he's Tampa Bay's offense is looking hella loaded. Brady, Gronk. Ronald Jones, Fournette, Godwin, Gronkowski, looks like Gronkowski, Mike Evans, OJ Howard. What else do you want? What else That's do you need? Cool. What else do you need? And they can afford everybody. Like I, Fournette's making what three and a half million dollars this year. I don't know how they're affording everybody. That doesn't make sense to me. It's great for the front office in Tampa Bay. That's for sure. And as well, they trade away yeah. starting safety Ronnie. Ronnie Harrison to the Cleveland Browns. Team's awesome. Pretty fifth-round pick. Uh, I think he's going to be a fan favorite in Cleveland just because his name is Ronnie, because every time it's Ronnie. be amazing. Seahawks signed Josh Gordon, oh, my, to a one-year deal. Uh, He's still waiting to be reinstated by the league, so he can't really play a game until he gets reinstated. So I guess the Seahawks are taking a huge gamble, and – I think that shuts the door on your boy Antonio Brown making any noise this year in the NFL. Don't cry. Washington releases Adrian Peterson. So it uh, opens the door for our boy out of the University of Stanford. Oh, Bryce Love yeah. to get some serious touches and get some very well-deserved playing time. But Adrian Peterson signs with the Detroit Lions for a one-year, $1.1 million contract. Kind of a congested backfield already in Detroit. And it was already before with rookie DeAndre Swift and Carry on Johnson. So where do you see AP kind of in the fold on the depth chart here? I say, I don't know. I think he, he might be second. I think they're going to go with DeAndre Swift to start out as their number one their number one running back and then have AP there and carry on Johnson probably just splitting snaps through that second position. If not, then AP might just it might be done for him. Like his career might be over and he's going to just balance around the league until he just retires. So who knows? Yeah, I think I'd say it's a good thing for Detroit because for Adrian Peterson's sake is because he's going to – Oh, maybe because there's no fans, but it'd be nice if there's fans in Minnesota because obviously it's a division rival, so hopefully they'll get the proper send-off he deserves if he's going to play in Minnesota for one last time. So hopefully there'll be some fans for that one because I don't think he's played in Minnesota since he left. Cowboys cut safety, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Uh, They just signed him in March. So it's very. I think it's very shocking to see him only be there for six months and then leave and they're not playing a game. And I'm sure it wasn't for an expensive contract either. And he's not like he's a terrible ball player. I mean, he can play. So I think he'll find, definitely find a home before the season starts. 
Josh Rosen is actively being shot by the Miami Dolphins. No surprise. Fitzpatrick's then stole the show last year, and Tua Tagovailoa is in the reins to start the season. Actually, we have not heard who's going to start week one for the Dolphins yet, if it's not going to be Fitzpatrick or Tua. So keep your eyes posted on that. Check our IG stories for that one. Stalled contract talks between the Eagles and Zach Ertz uh, due to the team lowering guaranteed money offer. You need to pay this guy, man. He's been, he's, this best, he's been the team's best receiver for the last three years. Exactly. And they've been shopping Alshon Jeffrey as well. Shout out, Mateus. <laughs> Loser. Jadavian Clowney, arguably the biggest fish in the free agency market, assigned a one-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Saints made a late push to sign Clowney because I, I believe the, the news broke first and Clowney axed the, ru the rumors because he still wanted the Saints to sign him. So um, it might be a little weird encounter the first couple days in Tennessee camp, him making him not want to be there. But he's there for the year. Uh, definitely some big help to the front seven because obviously losing Gerald Casey won't help the cause. So Jadavion Clowney, I think, is the best player on the Tennessee defense up front now. Yeah. Uh, Saints running back Alvin Kamara has returned to practice. This week he's missed a couple days of practice due to uh, contract disputes. Uh, trade rumors swirling now because of him missing a couple days. I don't see him going anywhere, do you? No, I think he'll stay. I, I don't see why he would leave. He's a good fit there and it just makes sense for him to stay. Yeah, Latavius Murray is the backup, so he got, he played well with Kamara not being there, so maybe there's some yeah leeway if he wants to get traded so they can do it. Week one starter has been named so far. Tyrod Taylor is starting for the Chargers over Justin Herbert. I think we saw this coming without a question. Mm -hmm. But safety, Derwin James for the Chargers is now out for the season with a torn meniscus. This guy can't catch a break. I don't think he's played a full season since he's came into the league. He's had foot issues. And now he's missing the whole 16 games this year with a torn meniscus. Jeez. Cam Newton has been named the starter for New England week one. I was very shocked to see this one just because of how much Jared Stidham was getting yanked off by all of New England media. So Belichick loves Newton, though. Apparently. And they've also released veteran receiver Mohamed Sanu after trading for him for a second-round pick, no less, last year. So uh, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if he might – and this might be a career for Sanu because he is getting up there with age. So yeah. week one starter still announced. Mitchell Trubisky has been named the starter for the Bears. No shock, I think, to me at least. What about to you, for you? No, I, not when he's competing with Nick Foles. Nick Foles obviously was great when he won that Super Bowl and everything, but I think Mitchell is going to – he's earning his right to be there and be the number one guy, and he's still the younger guy too, so it just makes sense to have him a starter. Yeah, I, don't th I think the leash will be very short, though, for Trubisky if he screws up a couple, his first couple games into the season. Yeah. Uh, as we said, Leonard Fournette's signing with the Bucs, but he's not going to be the number one player on the depth chart. Bruce Arians, the coach, says Ronald Jones is still going to be the Bucs starter. Uh, again, a crowded backfield there, too. We have Ronald Jones, Fournette, and Shady McCoy. So yeah. a lot of options for Tom Brady at his disposal. Indianapolis Colts make yep. Ryan Kelly the highest-paid center in the National Football League with a $50 million extension. And we still talk money because Trey White, the one, arguably the best cornerback in the league, Signed a four-year, $70 million extension with the Buffalo Bills, which now makes him the highest-paid cornerback in the league. Much deserved. Much yeah, deserved. Tudorius White, one of like the most underrated players in this league for a while. So him getting the money that he deserves is nice to see. Yes, and now, like you said, we have one week till the first Sunday of the NFL to begin. I want to hear some predictions, Money Malcolm. Who do you got for your division winners? Okay. Oh, you mean like for the whole season? Division winners. Who makes the playoffs? Okay, well, I think it's going to be Bills. I think it's going to be 
I, you ha I think it has to be Baltimore for uh, our division there. We're coming up. Um, I don't know. The other divisions are – what are your – What are your? I'm, I'm cloudy right now, but what are your uh, picks? Yeah, Buffalo Bills in the AFC East without a doubt. Again, I like Baltimore as well in the AFC North, as it pains me to say it. I wish it wasn't the same, but you got to go – you have to say it. Uh, we have AFC South. I think Indianapolis or Houston wins that division. Um, so, I think we give Houston that edge because they just signed Deshaun Watson to a big – Money contract four years, QB. I believe 177 and a half million dollars with 110 in guaranteed cash. Yeah, so he's doing just fine for the foreseeable future. AFC West, without a question, is the Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. Yeah. NFC East, I think, is a toss up. You have a lot of a lot of mediocre. I, think, I hate teams. to say it, but I think it's gonna be the Cowboys. I don't know, I think it might be Philly. It might be Philadelphia. Jalen Rieger, rookie season. I think he slept on a lot. I think he's going to be the Chris Stapps Porzingis of that team. That's just how great they received him and how great Chris Stapps played for New York. So hopefully, I think I think Philly has better defense as well. So NFC North, Green Bay Packers, I think, win that division. I think Minnesota I think will get a wild Vikings. card. I think, I think the Vikings will win the division this year. I, don't, I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Probably the best division in football this year, NFC South, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. I think you can go either. Like Carolina, I think it can kind of toss out the window. But yeah. I it's either – I don't know. I think Tampa Bay's going to win the division. But New Orleans will grab a wild card. So, Tennessee – or Tennessee. Minnesota, New Orleans will be your wild card teams. And NFC West, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Seahawks? I say Seahawks. Uh, I think San Fran with the tough defense they have. I think they hold on to San Francisco. And then Super Bowl, who do you got? You think I go against my Pittsburgh Steelers? Hell no. And I think it's going to be – I think just because the Steelers, their defense is just going to carry them. Like even – and but with Big Ben coming back, uh, then you have John. A lot of question marks with Big Ben coming back. No, I think he's healthier as ever. If Ebron is looking great, Chase, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, I say it has to be the Steelers. I think, I think it's going to be a rematch Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be Steelers Seahawks. Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, I don't think Kansas City makes it back this year for as much as we like to. Uh, I think Baltimore makes their first Super Bowl. You know, the Lamar Jackson era. And I think it's going to be against the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Baltimore, New Orleans. To battle it out for the Lombardi Trophy. Very excited. But hopefully, you know what, with all things considered, I hopefully they get a full season out of this because there's not, I mean, not going to be a bubble. And we know how great bubbles work and how great they don't. From a, league, work, from a league standpoint when there isn't one. So hopefully, I'm praying – a lot of sure, a lot of football fans down south are praying that they're going to be it's going to be a full 16 game season with playoffs and hopefully with the Lombardi Trophy in the hands of the winner. Yeah, we both go with the AFC. Oh, breaking news Tampa Bay has just signed Josh Rosen. No way, the Bucks get Rosen. So, wait, who's there? Who is their backup before Brady? That's a great question. Got there because James, not Jameis, Jameis is gone to New Orleans. So Josh Jones, I think, will be a perfect. That's a great person to look up to, too, and Tom Brady. I mean, who do they have in Miami to look up for? Fitzpatrick, the journeyman? 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that's good news for Rosen, just to look up to Tom Brady, get the and probably a ring on his finger. Yeah, and get to know some things uh, from the goat. You hate to say it, but he is. But we're going to move to the NBA now. And big news for the Brooklyn Nets, and they signed legendary Hall of Famer Canadian Steve Nash to a four-year contract to become the become the team's next head coach. Uh, interim head coach Jack Vaughn Vaughn will remain with the team as the lead assistant. But this is some big news. There's not a lot of people who are fans of this at Stephen A. Smith, um, seeing uh, implying that like a white player with no coaching experience will can become a coach when when there's other coaches available, but I think you got to give it to him. This is a two-time MVP player. He's a legendary guy. He knows the game of basketball. is very smart. I think it's a good signing for the Nets, and he can work well with Katie and Kyrie, and just I think it's perfect, honestly. Yeah, to say he has no experience to take this job isn't accurate at all because he is the GM of the Canadian national basketball team. So, yep. I mean, he knows how to make a team and assemble one. And it kind of saw the same thing I would like to say about five years ago with Jason Kidd, right? He didn't have any coaching experience. He got thrown to the Wolves. Guess with what team? Oh, no, in Milwaukee first, but then he went to then, Brooklyn. Yeah, they went to Brooklyn, yeah. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. But, yeah, Steve Nash sees the game very well, like you said. He's two-time MVP, arguably the best basketball player in Canadian history. And he's going yeah. to do very well. I think he's going to succeed very well there in Brooklyn. But he's going to have to watch the flash of personalities of KD and Kyrie. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good signing. So uh, I don't agree with everyone disagreeing with that, but let's agree to disagree Canadian on that. Bias. But, but, uh, as Jay writes here, OG, oh my. Care to weigh in on that one? good yeah og and an ob okay, 0.5 seconds OG on the Omar. clock talk over kyle lowry tossing it over taco fall how, how, how tall is he malcolm seven five seven five he's tall and then og yeah he's a tall guy. splash stone cold killer stop i hate it i don't we don't have to talk about it the game was over over we know it's overshadowed Kemba's walk, Kemba Walker's pass to Daniel Tice for that 0.5 basket. That was a nasty pass, but overshadowed because of OG. So in the second round series now, we have the Celtics and the Raptors tied at two games. Turn the piece. series around. The heat. Not... Yeah. As okay, much as you'd like to say up. it or not, Celtics fan. Uh-huh. The Heat are up over the Milwaukee Bucks 3-0 on the brink of sweeping. That? Who could have predicted nobody, that? Nobody, nobody. Um, that's just some crazy. Yeah, that's just crazy that that this happens. Season, so the Heat are five and zero against Milwaukee, including regular nasty. season. That's disgusting. So that's pretty crazy. The Clippers and the Nuggets—they're tied at one game apiece, uh, with Jokic and Jamal helping to bring the team back. To, I love seeing those uh, the videos of Jamal Murray. Like, oh, you can bring family after after the first round of the playoffs. 30, 50, 40. That's <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I saw that because he wants to bring his girlfriend in or something. Oh. And then um, the Lakers. Up one up, no, like, Houston is up one nothing over the Lakers. Yeah. I know. Yeah, the Lakers in Houston, but Houston's up one nothing. They've only played one game. Their second game being today, which is Sunday, uh, September sixth. So we'll see who takes that game for game two. 
Um, do you have any predictions for these second round series? What the scores are going to be? Well, I'm not going to touch Toronto and Boston just to keep you in a sane attitude. I think it's inevitable that the Heat are going to win that series. So you're going to see the Heat make it to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Coach Bolstra knows how to run a team, man. Knows how to run his bench. Yep. And it shows. Like the, the death of Miami compared to Milwaukee is it's showing. But Coach Bud not playing Giannis for 35 plus minutes. What are you doing? So dumb. He's going to be a back to back MVP. Uh, Clippers and Nuggets, I think I uh, will have. Oh, I don't want to speak Clippers, but I'm going to do it the same way because they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I think the Lakers beat Houston in six. Yeah, I agree. I'll say Celtics in six. Uh, I'll say oh, heat, heat Sweep. Uh, Nuggets win in seven. And then Lakers win in six. Yeah, so I have some I – hope, I hope that's how it turns out. That would be good to see. But wouldn't mind seeing an LA-LA Western Conference final. Uh, Richard Jefferson comment about Giannis needing a Jordan-like player to win a title. Do you think this is a good opinion? Huh. Yeah, it, it, it showed a lot of uh, airwaves through social media that Giannis needed a Jordan player and calling him Pippen. And Scottie Pippen didn't take too kindly to that because he wasn't – obviously, he's not a back-to-back MVP like Giannis Panacupo was. But I think they, as much as we don't want to say they need an extra piece to help them push through – that extra, I don't think you, they haven't made an NBA Finals yet with Giannis. Mm-hmm. But to see the team they're playing against, I mean, there's no 1A and 1B. It's Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of tough. You got your defensive player of the year, though. He's got to be on Jimmy Buckets the whole time. He's the top guy. But you know what? With that being said, like, Jay Crowder's been playing out of his mind. Bam Adebayo was playing fantastic against Giannis, no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Hero. Goran Dragic is making a comeback. I mean, shaking off the cobwebs, turning back the clock to his Phoenix days. Uh, Duncan Robinson is can't miss. He's a sharpshooter. Like, they have a – they have – it's just an all-around good team. Yeah. Milwaukee, I guess you can – like, your starting five is good, but, like, your sixth and seventh guys coming off the bench are uh, – George Hill obviously led the league in three points made, but other than that, I don't know, but I don't know if Giannis is 100% anymore after what happened in game three with him tweaking his ankle. So he's questionable for game four. So could you imagine if he doesn't yeah. play? It's a, just a – bring out the brooms before they even tip off. Exactly, yeah. Giannis doesn't play. There's no chance they win that game or series. But, yeah, I agree with Richard Jefferson. I think that Giannis does need a Jordan-like player, like just another star player to team up with because I don't think Chris Middleton's that guy right now. That's a oh. duo that's going to carry them to an NBA Finals. So, uh, I like to hear this news. John Morant, Morant wins Rookie of the Year with 99 votes going to him and one going to Zion. Uh, he becomes the first Grizzlies player to win the award since Pau Gasol. But he also wants to know who didn't vote for him. He wants to find out who that was. Would have been a new famous uh, Rookie of the Year. So, I'm happy he won it, though, because I think he was really deserving of it. I think it was a no-brainer, too, at this point. Yeah, a lot, absolutely. A lot of people arguing for Zion. Kendrick Nunn, I think, should have got votes, too. Yeah, he should have got votes. But 99-1, to 1, with the season that he had, basically carrying that team to the playoffs, it just makes sense. Um, Chauncey Billups remains in the conversation for NBA head coaching jobs. So, obviously, not going to the Nets now, but where do you see Chauncey Billups coaching? Oh, I don't know. I'm not psychic, but, you know, he's been in the conversation for the last couple of years. 
either as a head coach or for a general manager position. Mm-hmm. He's definitely has showed interest to it, but I think it's, a, it's in the, I would say in the next two or three, I don't know if it's this year or not, but I think at some point you're going to see Chauncey Billups calling the plays for an NBA team. Yeah, he's very, he was obviously one of the best players in Detroit Pistons. So he's really good. I think he has the mentality to do it. And like we said, there's you don't have to have these head coaching jobs, like uh, background to be a head coach. You can be a good player and have the smarts and just no Yeah, I think if D'Antoni would have got fired by Houston, he would have went there. But D'Antoni's really? – but they won, so D'Antoni keeps his job for another year. Maybe maybe Mike Budenhoser gets fired and goes over there tomorrow. If they sweep, I think he does. Yeah, so maybe that might open up and Chauncey coaches Giannis. Uh, a max contract is on the way for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, well-deserving of a max contract, I think, being the best player on the Utah Jazz, without a doubt. And the um, seven-game playoff he had. Yeah, absolutely carrying his team. Just wanted to win that so bad. You could see the heartbreak when he lost. A low-scoring game, too, 80-78. to 78. That game was very low-scoring for today's NBA standards, at least. So exciting to watch. But he thought after that ball rimmed out, he was just in pain. But I think he wants to make a big comeback next year. He gets paid, and it's going to fuel him even more to uh, make a bigger push next year at the championship. And then another award that came out, uh, the sixth man of the award, Montres Harrell of the Los Angeles Clippers wins it. That's the fifth time in seven years where a Clippers player has won the sixth man of the award. Obviously, well, if you like, there, like if you William. name me, if you name the six man players the Clippers had, like it's arguably Hall of Fame six man players like Jamal Crawford Ooh. and Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams. Like, those two are might go down as the best six, one of the best six man players ever. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them, yeah. And they're on the Clippers. So, Montrez Harrell adding to that list. He was obviously really good for the Clippers this year. They have good depth on the team. So, well-deserving of that. This year, he averaged 18.6 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, 1.1 blocks, and a 58% field goal percentage uh, off the bench, obviously. So, that's some great numbers for him. Uh, For Giannis coming in the free agency. 2021 free agency. Giannis, the two... Teams that are looking like front runners are the team that he's playing now, the Miami Heat. Wouldn't that be something, Jimmy and Giannis? I think that would be his Jordan for sure. Or the Toronto Raptors up in the north in the six, and he'd be playing with Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, um, Freddie Van Vliet. Freddie Van Vliet. That'd be kind of nasty too. I wouldn't. I would love to see Giannis in Toronto, but I would also like to see him with Jimmy Butler and see what they could do. After Jimmy just just destroying the Bucks this year, what could he do with Giannis on his team? So, I'll weigh into this saying I think Milwaukee is the front runners to still keep Giannis because yeah. you know he doesn't want to like, come on. But after Milwaukee, I think it's Toronto, and I'll tell you why. Why? There's a huge Greek population in Toronto. If yep. you don't know the area, the Danforth is just I want to say littered because they're nice people. They're they're not infested either. <laughs> there's a lot of Greek people in the Danforth. I would say upwards of 10,000 plus. So he's, he's going to be right at home if he's in Toronto, because I like to say about three or four years ago, when Giannis was just making his way into the league, it was Greek night and the Raptors were playing obviously the Bucks. And after the game, there was a whole Greek section singing the Greek national anthem from Giannis. And if that isn't a free agent pitch, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you make a good fit in Toronto. So, but I think he also wants to stay with Milwaukee for his career, and that's what the management wants too. So they're going to find a way to make and that. Probably the uh, the NBA 
headquarters want him to stay in Milwaukee, not go to Toronto. Yeah, probably. Um, the Nuggets coach, Mike Malone, had a ruthless quote on the NBA saying, shame on you, NBA, for not allowing coaches. Uh, the coaches' families in the bubble, since the players now are allowed to have their families and kids in the bubble, kind of doesn't make sense that the coaches aren't either because they're also there in the bubble away from their families and doing their job, the same thing as the players are. So he's very upset with the NBA and for not allowing this to happen. Do you think they should allow their family? Absolutely. I can't believe this is a story because it's kind of shocking to me because I'm not sure this is the same thing that's happening in the NHL if they're allowing coaches' families to come. But, yeah, they're there. Why not? They're doing the same thing the players are doing, leaving their families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. We got baseball up next. Legendary Mets pitcher Tom Sear passes away at the age of 75 due to complications of Lewy body dementia and COVID-19. Mets players put a little dirt on his their right knees for Thursday's game because of the patented low trajectory pitch that Tom Sear used to have. So pairs up for him. Wrigley Field, Wrigley Field will now be getting a sports book. Uh, they announced a $100 million partnership with DraftKings. They got a sports book down at arguably the most famous ballpark in the world. Very mm-hmm. exciting because I can't hear of any other sports book that's not named Las Vegas. Yeah, honestly. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays are tied for the second place in the AL East Division. See, Oscar Hernandez tied, or is now t- not tied anymore, but as of last night was tied for the Major League League with 14 homers before half an hour later. Mike Trout push, pushing ahead with 15 home runs and breaking the LA Angels franchise record for home runs with a big 300. Crazy. Uh, the Yankees and Rays had a bit of a dust up last week after a roll Chapman buzzed one by a Rays <laughs> player's head casually. Uh, he got three game suspension, is appealing it right now, and managers Aaron Boone and Kevin Cash both earn a one game suspension. And lastly, Clayton Kershaw became the 39th member of the 2500 strikeout club how are you he's very good so makes sense that he made it up there uh, i think we'll be doing it for a longer time too how many how many how many strikeouts do you think he'll get by the end of his how many career? world series rings does he have oh, oh. Sure. yeah nice <laughs> but we'll go along to some nhl hockey now and it's been exciting for the playoffs in the nhl as well some huge game severance to report on uh, the first one being the Dallas Stars beating the Colorado Avalanche in Game 7, 5-4 in overtime. That was after Colorado made a push down 3-1 to come back and tie it up. Uh, but who, what do you know? Uh, the young guy, Kibi Ranta, had a hat-trick. To hat-trick. The, 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 you got the game winner, too, um, to beat the Colorado Avalanche and push them aside. And maybe Colorado was like one of the, looking like one of the teams to make it all the way. And Nathan McKinnon on pace to well not on pace but Grexy won. I think him. we were robbed of him breaking the playoff record. Yeah, he might have been able to do that this year. Grexy was rooting for it as well. So, but that, I think that's, I said this before that I think the winner of that series is went on to win the cup. Yeah, Dallas I think is going to be they're loaded right now, and they have to face probably the hardest team in the playoffs, Colorado as well. So the fact that they beat them and they stayed even. Getting giving up two games after being up three to one, they they kept with it and they won an OT and they pushed, so they deserve that. Uh, Las Vegas uh, Knights, Golden Knights, beat the Vancouver Canucks, the only Canadian team left. So Vancouver now is out. They had a lot of good players breaking out for the playoffs, 
in yeah. the playoffs this year. Hats off to Thatcher Demko for standing yeah. on his head in Game Seven. Unbelievable. Hats off to the Vancouver Canucks management and team trying to get some strippers in for Thatcher Demko yeah. to the bubble, but they got fined for doing that because they're like, oh, we got to bring them in. He's been playing so good. How are you playing so good? They're good. They got two strippers in for him, but they got busted and they got fined, so they'll face some penalties That's for doing that. Man. Yeah, uh, but Vegas, Robin Leonard showing up, um, but not showing up at the same time, giving up a few goals. They're switching goalies kind of. He made an absolute uh, robbery save on Brock Besser. Who, who do you think starts the next round against Dallas? Robin right? Leonard. Robin Leonard. After that... his performance, a shutout in game seven. Yeah. But they're not going to have Ryan Reeves for game one after his one-game suspension on that oh, disgusting hit on Tyler Mott. Yeah, Ryan Reeves, the goon that he is. So I, I love him. Like, he's a good player, but sometimes he may take it too far with his hits, and he did it here. So he's going to be out for game one. And then the East, weird, you know, Tampa Bay beat Boston. So they're going to be playing the – New York Islanders, who beat the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, what's their team name? Flyers. Sorry. Blank <laughs> down their team name. I hate them so much, though. The Philadelphia Flyers. Um, <laughs> another game seven. Like we said, all three of these games were game sevens. Islanders come out, win 4 nothing in game seven, which is crazy. Uh, J.G. Pajot, come, not getting any points, but he's standing up for his teammates. You look at them the wrong way, he's going to fight you. So don't don't piss off the little feisty guy because he's going to stand up for his team. But I'm happy to see the Islanders win because it's the first Absolutely. time for a long time. First time in 27 been, years. Yeah. That they they the Eastern Conference Finals. Finals. So good on them. And that's going to be an exciting series. So you have Dallas versus Vegas and then the Islanders versus Tampa Bay. What are your predictions for those two series? Dallas, Vegas, I'm sticking with the Stars. I like them in six. I don't – I think they're just too deep. They're too tough. Yeah. As obviously Brian Reeves is going to be a – but I looked at game seven with Vegas. They're a big team. Like, there's a Why? lot of big, bruising guys. Why like does Pacioretty, Vegas ready? Mark Stone. They're just huge. Stasny, Ryan Reeves, like you've already mentioned before. Braden McNabb. There's, it's a big, tough team. So I think Dallas matches up really well against them. Like Jamie Benn, Gurianum's having a great playoff. Klingberg's Meryl Heiskin and stealing the show. But the only question mark is in goal. Like, do you play – if Kudobin has a bad game, do you go back with Ben Bishop? But another big question for Dallas is why isn't Tyrese game producing as much? And because he's not showing – he's not showing up, but they do have those other guys, like you mentioned, showing up. But – Belsky knows how to do it. But, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Vegas – uh, I don't know how for Vegas that they do not have – the Vegas fans do not know what heartbreak is and pain is yet. <laughs> they've been in the playoffs and conference finals ever since they've been into league. Uh, See, I think this was the first game seven in Vegas Golden Knights history. Really? And they won it. They beat up the young Vancouver Canucks, so good for them. Uh, but some other news coming from the NHL then. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens acquired <laughs> Jake Allen from St. Louis in exchange for a third and seventh round pick in this year's draft. Does this meal deal – can Jay Riot list down? Does this deal make sense? I say no. Just straight up no. You're paying $5 million for a backup. Why are you paying him? 4.35, actually, but yeah. You get your well, point done. Why, why, are you, why are you paying him this much for a backup? I don't think it makes sense. Who was the, uh, the backup, though? Uh, Lindgren? Charlie Lindgren was their other backup. So, obviously, it's a bigger name in Jake Allen, but I don't think it makes sense. And a bigger contract. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for the Canadians. Even when they want to try to maybe keep like guys like Philip Deneau in the future who are seeing – that his role is getting diminished with these young guys coming up. And you want to keep Deneau, but I don't know. I think signifies that St. Louis is making a big pitch for Petrangelo to stay. 
yeah, I get think that contract really off the books, I think it helps a lot to help him sign. Yeah, 100% it does. And then big boy Bruins, big Z, Zanino Chara, the captain for the Bruins, the longtime captain, wants to return to play for the Bruins next season. Do you think the Bruins want him back, though? The Bruins want him back? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. You saw in the playoffs, he was just looking like a pylon out there, just skating around like everything was just moving too fast for him. Yeah. It was very vaguely obvious. And he's going to be turning 44 next year. I'm, I'm sure not a whole lot of players are going to make it to 44, let alone somebody who's six foot nine. And they have Tory Krug that's up for a contract extension. So I think they can use that money that they're paying Sedano to help sign Tory Krug. So if yeah, he's coming so back, it's for a hometown discount. Exactly. And you see um, Oscar Lindblom suited up for the Sixers in game six. And um, seven. For the Flyers in game six and seven. Uh, that's some good – that's, like, nice to see after his long, hard-fought battle with cancer. So yeah, the handshake line with Oscar Lindblad was very, very nice to touch. Everyone pounding him on the chest from yeah. the Islanders. So, I'm sure they were happy to see him just as much as the Flyers players were. And one more thing, too. Uh, I heard that the Washington Capitals, there's rumors that when they were in the bubble, they kind of made it into a little party, and they were just partying all the time, and it didn't seem like they wanted to be there. Like, they made it kind of like a little vacation. So, maybe that's why you didn't see the Capitals make a hard push this year for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and Ton Reardon as well. He just got signed from the Pittsburgh Penguins to be a lead assistant there. Yeah. So, it didn't take him too long to find another job. Yeah. But speaking of leaving, Lionel Messi says he is not going to be leaving Barcelona. Quote, against his will. Hilarious. Called out club president Josep Maria Bartomeu by calling him a disaster and has reportedly been asking to leave all year so i don't there's zero doubt in my mind that you're gonna be seeing Lionel messi leave next year once his contract is up but the reason why he's staying is because uefa deemed that his 700 million dollar release clause is still in effect so no one's paying that no as well the catalan police area region in spain where barcelona plays alleged the president bartomeo has made quote personal financial gains from the club little corruption yeah. But that's nothing new for FIFA at all. Chelsea finally signed Kai Havertz to an $83 million transfer fee from Bayer Leverkusen. They are winning the offseason without a question for them signing as Kai Havertz, as you've already mentioned. Timu Werner, Hakim Ziyech, Thiago Silva from Paris Saint-Germain for a free transfer, no less. And Ben Chilabal, the left back out of Leicester City. They are going to be an absolute force in the Prem which starts next week, ladies and gentlemen, which I cannot wait. <laughs> and as well, after the Premier League season ended a couple of months ago, their Premier League Player of the Year nominees have been announced. Kevin De Bruyne, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dijk, Jordan Henderson, Sadio Mane, and Raheem Sterling. It's nice to see a whole wide range of players from different teams. Not from two teams. Like, seriously, you can't pick anybody else other than two teams? Apparently not. But yeah, I think... <laughs> It's going to Mr. Kevin De Bruyne, absolute absolute stud of a player. Still yeah. doing it for Manchester City for six years, I believe. So we see, and no drop off whatsoever. And we were robbed to see him not play in the Euro this year. I'm I'm happy that I think De Bruyne too. That's like the biggest name that I know for like on that list there. And I think even then the fact that I know that I think he deserves that <laughs> Premier League Player Award. Just saying. Um, but we're going to get in some, te some tennis now. The U.S. Open has happened, and we're going to talk about the Canadian tennis players that have really been showing up. So the first match I want to talk about is Vasek Pospisil 
beat Mila Uranich, Milos Raonic, the two Canadians. Another four. game for Milos. Yeah, he lost it in four. So Milos lost in four sets, which means Vasek would move on and play Bautista Agu. And he won that in the third round. And so he won that in five sets. And he's going to go to the fourth round of the UFC Open for the first time in his career. So that's a big accomplishment for Vasek's Pospisil. Um, Denis Shapovalov, he beat Fritz in five sets to advance to the fourth round, Fritz being the American. And that was a, that was a good one because he was down in that match. He came back, fell back, and he's going to move on to the fourth round. And then you also have Felix Ogier-Aliassane to, to play Mute in the third he round. He won that match. He beat so he won that one. So he's also moving to the fourth round. So you have two Canadian, three Canadians in the fourth round. But he also did beat Andy Murray in straight sets in the second in the second round. Retire, so another man. I don't know why he makes big name. comebacks. Andy Murray just needs to retire. He's just injured too much, man. Yeah. Like he can't. So yeah, some good last year he started. Yeah, he's like making these faint comebacks every year, and it just doesn't work out for him. He's just like he can't go. He can't leave the game. If that makes sense. Like, it's like the Ric Flair of tennis, you know? Yeah. Like, he's still doing it. And how old is Ric Flair? Like, 50 plus? Yeah. 70 plus? And he's still doing it? He signed a new yeah, contract a couple of months ago. But it is still, we're in the age of COVID, but that's not stopping some college football conferences from getting back at it. Uh, yesterday, for a couple of games, the SEC, I believe ACC and Big 12 are going to be playing out of the Power Five. We'll still be playing college football. But we had a couple games yesterday. Marshall winning against Eastern Kentucky. And I believe it was Texas State. Oh, I can't think of the other team. But Texas State won. But one game that was postponed that was from the Big 12, TCU versus SMU, was postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreak. TCU being Texas Christian. Uh, they're, they're a good team. Like it's, I think it's big to see that they're not playing. But there were fans of these games, Malcolm. Yeah. And tailgating. Uh, don't get me started. But the Clemson Tigers will begin their season next week. And do you have a? Do you want to try to make a top four prediction right now to see who makes the college football playoff? I don't even want to talk about college football because I don't think it should be on right now. I think I just want to talk you can get me on a whole. We can have a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about college. You can have a full episode about COVID nineteen if we really wanted to and talk about that. But, I don't want to talk about college, man. No, heck no. But my big top four for the college football playoff goes to the Clemson Tigers and Trevor Lawrence, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I believe the Georgia Bulldogs will make it out of the SEC and the Oklahoma Sooners. They're going to say Ohio State. They're not playing. Oh, yeah. Big Ten is no football. So they're smart. So you're going to see a lot of of schools that you normally don't see in the top 25 be in the top 25. Because Dang. they're not going to be counting the teams that aren't playing football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that does it for weekly recap for this week. We'll be back for Fantasy League Final Fantasy Friday on Thursday due to the first game of the NFL season getting underway. Yeah. Excited. Game. We'll get you with predictions. Maybe keep a track of how much we get right and wrong on the win loss column. So until then, Fantasy Friday coming at you Thursday. It's Jacob and Malcolm. <laughs>